becoming a 21st century leader. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to unpack this subject, how to become a leader in today's marketplace with all the white noise, all the confusion, all the many different books on leadership, courses, etc. We're going to unpack this today. So guys, welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming their proven lessons in leadership and their journey to finding mission and purpose. And as you guys know, we have switched this up a little bit. Uh, Today's guest is not actually a veteran, but today's guest is transforming how leaders are being trained in the 21st century. So I've got Monty Hip, who's the CEO of a life action design firm, excellent communicator, been in the industry for 30 plus years. He's seen emerging trends. He's seen the fads. He's seen all this stuff, but they've nailed some pretty cool cutting edge uh, resources. They've developed some cool stuff that is really transforming and changing the way leaders are being trained today. Monty, great to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Mike. It really is uh, an honor. As you were talking there, I have to uh, tell you, I, I was reflecting on my childhood because I grew up in on an army base at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. My uh, father served as a World War II veteran, was a prisoner of war in a German mm. prison camp for six months. Um, I've got the Western Union telegrams. I'll have to show you sometimes that my mother received letting him know that he was uh, had been captured. And then Um, My dad worked civil service uh, there at the military base. My uh, brother, two brothers, older brothers were in the military. One was in the Navy, one was in the reserve. So uh, I've actually feel like that I've grown up every uh, around the military and have worked so closely with so many military veterans and teams. And as you know, as we uh, helped Operation Military Family established its nonprofit, it was really my passion because of my history. And having seen the impact of what happens with military uh, service personnel, both those that are have been and those that are currently serving, and I think there's a lot of things going on there. So a lot of connections there, but uh, Mike, it really is great to be with you. Yeah, no, and I'm glad to have you because I, I think you raise a great point, Monty, where you know we talk about those who actually wear the fabric of this nation. And oftentimes we, I don't want to say we forget but maybe we overlook the family that is also connected to that thread, to that fabric as a family member, somebody that's close. And to your point, your dad and your brothers. Um, So in many ways you've lived it from a lens that has experienced it, but not been directly involved like, you know, the day to day, but certainly impacted by service. And, And I love that you're bringing that to this conversation. And I love that you're bringing that to the leadership training I, I want to I run, I want to switch gears and talk really about your background because you've got like decades of experience in leadership, working with national leaders, global leaders for that matter. Share with our audience a little bit about your history and your background. Oh well, uh, it's really been an honor to be able to serve in so many different capacities. I often stop and think, Mike, how in the world did I get the privilege to be able to engage with so many fantastic people and have such an incredible opportunity to work in so many different sectors. I've worked in the nonprofit uh, sector. I uh, traveled 19 years and did a public school assembly speaking to uh, students and college age students uh, to over 4 million students. I've worked with uh, in the for-profit sector. 
uh, working with companies, our current company Complementor, which we'll talk more about in just a few moments. I started um, eight years ago after having 15 years of working with our nonprofit that we developed, which we worked in Washington, D.C. with the White House, Congress and Senate, the various agencies on issues that uh, were impacting culture and community that needed a solution. So when I started the C4 group, it was about creating a, a communication, coordination, collaboration, and cooperation with the various sectors that needed to address the issues that are affecting our society. In that journey, as you know, Mike, we really uh, connected and found that there was a real opportunity of what you guys were doing to really help impact uh, leaders and their teams. I'll talk more about Complementer in a minute. But what I'm fascinated by is when you and I were first uh, talking, it's now been several years now, and I, I hate to say it, but I actually consider you a great friend. It's kind of scary. <laughs> but that's the truth. But well, you are blessed we by this friendship. I just want to say that you are, in fact, blessed by our friendship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just every day I tear up in my left eye. <laughs> is that what that is? Uh, that's I, a leak. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the things that uh, I really saw is when I was working with various leaders across the sectors, educators, business leaders, government officials, is that there was this incredible chasm. And that chasm that existed was that there were what I call inoculation growth. Uh, leaders were, would read a book. They would attend a conference. But as I begin to fashion these conversations into resources and an approach towards how we would affect leaders and their teams, I began to see that there was a real hole in a strategy to how to grow personally. Your personal growth is so important, and yet I would deal with leader after leaders that suffered from a lack of personal growth. And I'm sure you've seen that. Mike. Well, that's interesting because we're talking about a 21st century leader. And oftentimes in leadership, we focus on professional development, right? Professional growth. Even though the studies will say that many companies are missing the mark there, probably one of the number one reasons why people leave companies is because there's no professional development. And so that's oftentimes when we think about leadership, we think about, you know, corporate leadership or professional leadership. And you're talking about personal growth. How does that personal growth shape a leader? Well, uh, we actually began our research when I uh, determined that I was going to launch our for-profit company and really go after hitting the various sectors. And we've identified four key solution provider sectors in society. You have government, you have corporate, you have givers, philanthropic and volunteer. Uh, you have the companies that do a lot of work. You have the, the faith community and the volunteer sectors that come along with that and, and the nonprofit sector. But one of the things that we saw was that as a result of this need that was uh, just really expanding in our country was that there was really not an ongoing plan on how do I grow personally. And what we found was the best part of every person's day, they go to work. Usually people are at work during the best hours mm. of the day. It gets a lot yeah. of their effort. But what we began to learn in our research is that leaders weren't growing personally. And then the mask that came on in regards to what was actually going on uh, inside them and around them would be ignored. It would be left absent. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. But I got to tell you, we began to see that there were leaders that would be busy. I call it the barrenness of busyness. 
and they had goals, and yet they didn't have a set of priorities that were built upon a mission. So what we did is we started to help leaders establish a sense of purpose, a personal mission, and then help them identify their personal signature, their style, their demeanor, their pace, the contribution they wanted to make personally, who were the people of impact they had around their life. And we saw so many leaders that were not surrounded by the very people that would actually help them grow personally. Um, Their intellectual pursuits would be um, what I would call, (laughs) I've said it before, you and I've laughed about this, Mike. I say oftentimes because of the social media, because of the information world that we have, people can be Google smart. You can get on Google for five minutes and then you're holding a five-day summit on something. What you need to do is stop talking and actually apply what yeah, you're gaining good. the knowledge well, see, from. And I love, and you and I have talked about this at length, is this whole sense of mission and purpose. And we've talked about that in the military space, in the veteran space, that our identity as those who serve, who wear the fabric of this nation is just that, the fabric of this nation, the uniform I wear, the stripes on my sleeves or the, you know, the brass on my collar. And then when that is removed and stripped, suddenly this sense of who am I becomes very pronounced. And what I hear you saying is that isn't only evident in the military space, but also evident in the corporate space where people identify as their corporate job, CPA, VP, whatever it might be. But also when you strip that away, who are they? And if they can't answer that question of who are they on a, on a personal level, that impacts and influences how they lead as a leader. Am I, am I getting that right? Yeah, I think you've hit on some very key points. And one of the things that we've really discovered is that Uh, Let me just give the definition of leadership, you know, so we're on the same page here because there's, you know, like, you know, like you mentioned earlier, a thousand different books, there's all kinds of frameworks, but in the way that we've defined the definition of leadership, it's simple, but man, I don't know a better picture that paints it in terms of how to really identify leadership. And that is this, leaders are best defined by simply looking beside you and behind you. And see if anybody's there. And those that are there, are they anxious to see where you're going? That's really an important definition. And when you begin to see that, what we began to discover is that there were people that were, they had titles, but they had that lost that sense of identity. And Mike, you and I have seen this happen with other military personnel, corporate sector, people that have had a role. And an assignment, like in the military, man, you have a duty, you have a set of orders, you have a command structure, and it's pretty easy to follow. And you know kind of where you got to go and what you need to do. And then that transition, it can be really difficult because something else was kind of identifying you. And if you don't have your own sense of purpose and how you're growing as an individual, that really is an important thing. So when we started Complementer, our for-profit company, we actually used two different words to form the company, complement, C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T, means to come alongside, enhance, improve, make better. Mentor, M-E-N-T-O-R, means to stay in the journey with. And so when we decided to form our company to focus on leaders and their teams and organizations, it was not to try to fix people with problems. It was to help them identify where their lacks were, where their goals and their priorities were maybe just a little out of alignment because 
they needed to pay attention to them first. And then let's pay attention to this professional development side that oftentimes can get lost in itself. Because oftentimes people have a degree, they've had some experience, but they're not continuing to develop themselves professionally. And Mike, as you and I have talked about before, you have to continually be growing. There has to be a growth mindset in yeah, life so, and leadership. And this is fascinating to me because the study, I think Gallup just came out with a study that talked about, you know, the two, the two primary reasons why people leave companies, number one being no professional development. Um, and number two is no uh, clear upward mobility. So what, and that speaks to what you're saying is, Number one, we, we, you know, inside of a company, we expect there to be professional development and upward mobility because that's the only clear path we know or tend to pay attention to. And what you're saying is, yes, that is important, too, but not as important or just as important as having it personally. And you need to have both. You've got to be you've got to have a plan, an action plan in the military. We call it an action plan of personal growth and, and knowing where you're going. And that guys have developed a complimenter. Yeah. And we, we framed it like this. Yeah, that's really true. And Mike, we framed it like this. When we developed our life action grid, I spent four and a half years researching on what were the actual issues that we're facing. And we identified six areas of personal growth that we approach when we're working with leaders and their teams. We identified 11 areas of professional development. And I'll give you just a couple of you know, Man, you have a language you speak when you're in the military. You get out. Well, what language? How's that language interpreted? In the different businesses, the where you go, you're used to getting up at a certain time, being there, accomplishing mission, doing your duty. And then you have a framework in the professional environment that often looks at it in regards to a culture of flexibility. I got to have mobility. I got to have this big cause that's in front of me. And so it can be really challenging. And as well as how do you operate in the various uh, management and organizational structures? And one of those that we saw, and as we continue to see everywhere we go, that there's this word out there today, Mike, that everybody's talking about, but it is hard to apply. And that word is called team. Mm. Everybody wants to be on a team. And yet we find leaders that are not really building the framework to allow team to be developed. Uh, those that served in the military probably understand team better than anyone. And yet we often hear stories about them going into the sector and go team. No, that's not team. That's just somebody that has a group of people around them telling them what to do. And when you have the younger culture that's coming out of the military and young leaders that are coming out of institutions and universities, tech schools, wherever, and they're starting, they want a cause. They want something bigger than life, and they're looking to be a part of a company that just doesn't provide a paycheck. They want to have that freedom. They want to have that mobility, but they also want to be tied to something that's helping their life win. And so our model is this. There are six areas of personal growth, 11 areas of professional development, but this is the big one, seven areas of life priorities how things are going in your life. What about your relationships? How do you approach rest and rejuvenation? Mike, one of the saddest questions I ask leaders uh, uh, from every sector, and it's a fun question. It's designed for me to get to know somebody, and it's so often there, it's not answerable. And here's what happens. I'll go, yeah. so tell me what you like to do for fun. 
and they will pause. They will stutter. Uh, they will say, uh, man, I can't, I just happened just day before yesterday, I asked someone, uh, a lady that was a member of the team where I was speaking. And I said, what do you do for fun? And she just looked at me and she goes, I don't know if I can answer that. Our life priorities are attached to our professional development and our personal growth is absolutely influential. And that's why I love what you're doing with military leaders, Mike. What you're doing at Operation Military Cares and how you're working with the various sectors to uh, go after that uh, 90-some percent that have experience and understanding that any other uh, company that would be hiring is not going to be able to provide. I love what you're doing, but I love the fact that we're partnering together here at Complementer to provide, get better experiences for leaders in their teams and companies so that we can work together to find a place, not just for military personnel, but any, any military personnel that transitions into the workforce, they can be an asset. Yeah, that's right. So unpack that a little bit. We talk about a get better experience. You know, what does that mean? Because everybody's definition of getting better, right? They're bringing some framework to that title so unpack the get better experience. If if I'm somebody new and I'm like, man, I got to get better. I mean, yeah. you know, personally, professionally, life, you know, life priorities. What does that mean to them? Well, I like to think of it like this, uh, is everybody wants to get better, but you want to yeah, know when it's the most fun, right. when the best get better. When you- I love when you see uh, those that serve in various sectors, people that are, and man, they're a part of fitness regimes and things like that. You and I've kidded of how you long to just be in better shape than I am. And I think it's a goal you should continue to fight for. I think there's something to that, Mike, that we have something to where we are actually, not that we have problems, but we are unwilling to allow mediocrity to be a part of our DNA. And here's what I learned when I I spent two years studying change, change management. And the actual framework for powerful transformational change is actually not built around benefit or accomplishment. In fact, it actually doesn't work if that's your only motive. Because how many of us know we should get better, we need to get better, we want to get better, and yet in so many areas, we don't. It actually requires high elements of an unwillingness for something to remain the same. There's a disgust. And the high-level Olympic athlete, the people that go to the maximum level, they do not allow the win they had in the past. It is that record that when they beat their own record. And uh, it's fun to see that happen. And I believe that's what we've got to do when we develop this sense of get better experience. It's not just about moving the bar a little bit. I like to say it like this. You can be a person that simply makes a difference. I hear it said all the time. When people talk about their life, when we talk about legacy with leaders and their teams, company legacies, we'll say, we just want to make a difference. You know what, Mike? A long time ago, I determined that I didn't want things to happen to me. I wanted to happen to things. And there's a lot of things that can happen in in life that can cause you to be an example or an excuse. But I remember in my own journey, I decided one day that I didn't want to make a difference. I wanted to make the difference. And the degrees of separation are not miles apart, but it'll take you worlds away from what you really want to accomplish. So when we talk about a get better experience, 
we are addressing with leaders and their teams and companies. And we found this secret sauce that when people feel like, wait a minute, I came to this company uh, experience, this training, and these people are interested in my own life succeeding. And wait, this helps me personally. And oh, by the way, we just improved our conflict management issues at our company. We're communicating better. That's what we mean by the get better experience. It's not about just raising the bar a little bit. It's blowing yeah, it out of see, the water and being unwilling that. for Deciding something Deciding not to live, to live in mediocrity is so powerful. When, and when you make that decision, I love this quote where the, you know, oftentimes we hear this, you know, when the student ready, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And then there's the other side of that, you know, when the teacher is ready, the students appear. And I think there's this convergence today where there's many people that are suffering in mediocrity that are ready And that's what I love is you've got a team of people that are ready to teach and just come alongside, mentor, complement their life. Let's talk quickly because I know we're we're coming up to the hour here, but uh, let's talk a little bit about you've got a new book coming out called The Leadership Cancer Book. Talk to us a little bit about that. Why should somebody read this book when it comes out? Yeah, my business partner and I, Brandy uh, Summers Dorsett, and I are just on the tail end of uh, putting together a book of years of research that we've done that we actually noticed something, Mike. And that was, uh, first of all, we've both been impacted by cancer. I think everybody in this country can uh, personally identify with someone within the reach of five of someone you care for and love that has had cancer, been impacted by cancer, or or lost their life, or a loved one from that. And one of the things we learned about following cancer is one of the reasons why the proceeds of our book are going to go to several institutions here in the local Seattle area and and, uh, some other things that we really believe in to help this issue of cancer. But one of the things that we identified is when someone has cancer, what happens, Mike? You want the best treatment ever. You want to know how bad it is. You want to uh, you want the assessment to be excellent, and you'll even get a second opinion. And you want to know if it's going to take your life. You're yeah, going to know when can treatment start, yep. and you want the best care possible, right? When leaders are having issues, they actually take a different approach. They'll hide, they mask, they they avoid, and as a result, we found that you have to actually address the issues of leadership in your company. If something starts, it needs to be treated at the same level of intensity that if we have a loved one that gains cancer, we are going to address it because you know what? Everybody rallies, everybody supports, we get behind it, but we don't see it happening in leaders. So we've developed what we call eight plus one issues that we are providing an assessment to kind of identify some of the symptoms we're trying to have with a very serious subject, some a lighthearted approach to be able to take a hammer to because there are leaders out there that are absolutely suffering Man, from leadership that. cancer so and we're, we are we're absolutely up committed. And we've talked and really kind of just scratched the surface on becoming a 21st century leader, but I love this Get Better experience. I love what you're doing in the leadership field, Monty. If people want to know more about this, how to get involved, how to take advantage of it, how to participate, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Oh, well, thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. And uh, don't take it for granted that I get to not only be your friend, but to work alongside you to help a military veteran, because it's obviously a very close thing in my heart. Uh, Thank you. But uh, you can contact us on uh, Facebook at The Complimenter, uh, C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T-O-R. 
You can go to thecomplementer.com on our website, and there's information there on how that you, we can uh, engage uh, and how we might come along you, uh, your team, or your organization and provide uh, an experience that we think yeah, will help absolutely. you uh, win team, in life. So that's, a, that's uh, so kind of the, the first steps in today. unpacking or how to become a 21st century leader. We'll do this more. Monty, thanks for being on the show. To learn more, be sure that you visit complimenter.com. Um, you can learn more about what they're doing there. We have partnered with this organization because we believe it is so important that it's as individuals that we continue to grow daily, and this is a great way to do it. So if you're interested in, in, in learning more, you can either visit thecomplimenter.com or you can go to operationmilitaryfamily.com. Visit us there. We'll begin to have this conversation with you. Monty, again, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, you're welcome, Mike. And hey, for you leaders out there, stay in the journey and just don't allow uh, somebody else to cause you to be what you don't want to be. You can raise the bar and let's do it together. Have a great day. Man.